This episode is sponsored by Linode. Linode is offering listeners of this podcast a $20 credit, which is good for four free months at their lowest plan. Their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for $5 a month. You can get your servers in any of their 10 data centers, and their high memory plans start at 16 gigabytes. Get a server running in under a minute. They do hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services like backups, node balancers, long view, etc. VMs for full control, running Docker containers, encrypted disks, VPNs, etc. You can run a private Git server. They provide native SSD storage, 200 gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors. They have 24-7 friendly support, even on holidays, and a seven-day money-back guaranteed. So go check them out at linode.com slash javascriptjabber. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another My JavaScript Story. This week, we're talking to Ryan Glover. Ryan, you want to say hi? Howdy. Uh, now, we haven't had you on any of the shows yet, so uh, let's jump right in. Do you want to give a brief introduction, and then we will uh, dig into who you are and where you came from and all that interesting stuff that uh, we don't know about you yet? A brief introduction. Um, sure. Kind of scary. So my name is Ryan Glover. I'm currently the CEO of a little company called Clever Beagle based out of Chicago, uh, where I'm working with folks to help them build their first products. So we teach uh-huh. people how to take an idea from, you know, kind of like back of the napkin to actually going into production with their first customers. Um, we do it using tools like uh, Meteor.js, Node.js, and React. Oh, interesting. So are you helping entrepreneurs then get things set up technology-wise, or are you kind of coaching people, technologists, on setting up businesses? Or how exactly, you know, what kinds of businesses are you helping them build? Um, just a lot of small startups. So mm-hmm. it's it's folks who have an idea for a product, and they have uh, the fundamental skills with JavaScript. So they, they know uh-huh. how things work. Um, but they don't have the framework in mind yet of how to say, okay, how do I take all of these functions and variables and the basic elements, so I, I like to call it the nuts and bolts, and actually turn that into a product. Um, so gotcha. we're, we're kind of, I like to think of us as technical therapists. So we, <laughs> we help people not only get the ideas built, so we, we meet on a weekly basis to help them make progress, but we also kind of unstick them because uh-huh. a, a lot of this stuff is really complicated. Um, and it can be overwhelming, especially when you think like, oh, I'm going to take money from people and put my name behind all this stuff and do all that. So we kind of coach them along and help them, you know, to see it through from start to finish. And then also kind of keep an eye on them after they go live, if they have any questions or bumping issues. Awesome. Well, I'm working on a SaaS, so maybe I'll pick your brain along the way. We'll see. Uh Oh, <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, let's just jump right in. I usually have a handful of questions that I ask. Um, I sent them over in the calendar invite, so, you know, we should be good to go here. And if they're a complete surprise, just act like you knew that they were coming. Okay. Um, <laughs> the first one is, is how did you get into programming? Um, I'm not sure if that's a fair question. Not because of the question, um, but because I, I've yet to consider myself really a programmer. Okay. Um, so... The way that I got into programming, uh, if we go back to like all the way back to the very beginning, um, and I know this is somebody's going to like track me down and, you know, kill me in my sleep for this. But uh, the first like programming, programming, anything ever built online was with stuff like GeoCities. Mm -hmm. So I started that when I was like seven, eight years old. Um, 
And at the time, my dad was working on his law degree. And so he'd always take me to the law library with him while he was doing research. Mm -hmm. And I would, he would just say like, well, here's some computers. And we had one at the house that I would always play with. He's like, just have fun. I'll be over here if you need me. Um, <laughs> and just kind of noodling around. Like I found GeoCities and just started building stuff. And, and he, he had kind of kept an eye on me and said like, wow, you're, you're really into this. And I showed him a website I'd built and he's like, this is mind blowing. How, how did you know that? So he always kind of like kept an eye on me and was like, all right, well, let's invest in this. And so I remember like buying the first version of Netscape Navigator, like when it was still in a Ooh, box on a CD. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty hardcore. Um, like all the dial-up stuff and all that. But that was like the very first time I really dipped my toes into this stuff. Um, and then, you know, like through high school and, and all that stuff, I kind of fell back a little bit on it. Um, and then going into college, um, I hated my degree. I, mm -hmm. I, it was, I was one of those people who signed up for a degree they hated, but was like, well, you got to finish it. And there's that whole, you know, dogma of if you don't have a degree, you're screwed. Um, so I, I did that during the day, but at night I started teaching myself HTML and CSS mm -hmm. because I'd always kind of followed, uh, what was that forum called? It was called designers talk, like, old BBS where mm -hmm. they would basically have people like, here's my latest Photoshop design. You know, these weren't right. even built in the browser, just, you know, nonsense. Uh, and I always wanted to learn how these people actually built these things. Cause some of them were pretty hardcore designers at the time who could do the HTML and CSS. So just picked up a book and started digging into it and slowly started to figure out like, okay, this is what a CSS class is versus an ID. And then, from there, it started to evolve into, okay, I can actually build websites. And then I kind of started dipping my toes into uh, things like WordPress. So like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then that's 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 when my ego got inflated. And I was like, I'm a programmer now because I can build a <laughs> WordPress website. Nice. Um, but uh, what was kind of cool of that, and I've, I've really liked the progression here because it really went from like the absolute basics to um, more heavy front end stuff like JavaScript. Um, and so I was doing... Uh, right out of college, I, I, like, I hated the degree, so I wasn't going to get a job doing that. And, uh, I was working for a small agency back in my hometown, um, and had some, we'll call them disagreements with the way the business was being run. Um, and I basically just went into work the day after I had decided, I was like, I'm going to quit this and start freelancing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was 2011, 2012-ish. Um, and really the, the way that I got into JavaScript and all this other stuff was just building WordPress sites. And, uh, like one of your, uh, recent guests, uh, John Daniel from mm -hmm. Raygun. Yep. He was, he was talking about how he got started with jQuery and I was the exact same way. Yep. Uh, um, just like digging into like, okay, how do I make this pop up and animate? And if I hover over this, um, and man, the rabbit hole was just from there. It was just like. Oh, okay. This is what a function is. Oh, okay. This is how you, mm -hmm. you know, tie all this stuff together. And it, yeah, just kind of, kind of went from there. That's funny. Yeah. I have to step back just a minute because, you sure. know, you mentioned uh, GeoCities as, you know, oh, well, yeah, I was playing around on GeoCities when I was seven or eight. And I'm sitting here going, man, I'm old. Cause that's, <laughs> that's more or less where I got started. I mean, I was doing a little bit of robotics and stuff too, cause I did electronics in high school, but I was uh -huh. in high school. So I, I'm about 10 years older than you, I'm guessing. And just, yeah, I'm just sitting there going, man, 
uh, I got into this stuff late. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's funny the the path that we take to get where we are. Um so so yeah, so you get into WordPress. Um mm-hmm. you're doing some JavaScript stuff, I'm assuming just for some theming widgets kind of thing. Um what was it about JavaScript that kind of captured your attention? Honestly, it was the first thing that actually made sense from a programming perspective. Mm-hmm. So I, I understood the separation like PHP versus JavaScript right. versus Ruby and all that stuff. Um, and so it was around probably early 2013, I would say. I was doing a lot of just client work, so building mm-hmm. websites. That was it. Um, and they they asked me for some fancy JavaScript stuff, but nothing that was out of my wheelhouse. Um, and I'd gotten to the point where I was getting frustrated because uh, by trade, I guess you'd call me a designer. I'm not. Mm-hmm. That's why I made that joke at the beginning. I'm not right. really a programmer. Um, I had always come up with all these designs for like software ideas and websites, but I could only really build the website part of it. But mm-hmm. as far as like hitting a database or anything, I just couldn't figure it out. And so around that time, like 2013, I had started just looking around. I was like, okay, what are the the popular technologies to build a piece of software? And that's how naive my experience was. I was like, mm-hmm. how do you do that? Um, and I found stuff like Ruby on Rails and um, some, I forget what the major PHP frameworks at the time, but I dabbled with those and they never really stuck. They didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And so it was just always me kind of fiddling around with tutorials and trying to build example applications and getting frustrated and stopping. But then JavaScript, every time I worked with it, I was like, well, wait a minute, this should allow me to develop applications or develop software with this. I don't understand the separation between this and the other languages. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when things kind of got interesting. Um, <laughs> almost, almost a little too conveniently, uh, about that same time, it was, it was the, I'll never forget it actually. It was the summer of 2013. Um, and I was taking a break from freelance work for the afternoon and pulled up Hacker News. And there was a post about a new Meteor or JavaScript framework called Meteor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, what's this? It had a bunch of upvotes. So I was like, well, it must be interesting. And then they, I think they had like a demo video or just like a blog post with a couple of GIFs or something like that. Um, and I was like, wait a minute, I kind of understand what this is doing. Holy crap. And then I started digging into it and realized like, oh man, some really high level people are recommending this. And um, then almost coincidentally, like uh, it had to be maybe two, three weeks later, um, one of the designers that I follow closely, uh, who many listeners may know, uh, Sasha Grief, he mm-hmm. did the, uh, state of JavaScript yep. stuff recently we, and a few years back. I was going to say, we need to have him back on to talk about the latest survey. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very cool guy. Um, but he, he had posted something, it was probably on Twitter or a blog or something like that, but he was like, oh, I'm starting to work on a book for this new JavaScript framework, Meteor. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like the the closing of the loop. I was like, okay, pay attention to this. Um, and so I started dabbling around with it. Didn't really go too deep into it. Um, but then about a year after that, he and his partner, Tom Coleman, had put out a book called Discover Meteor, which was just kind of like the the only, literally the only real guide to how to build an application with Meteor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I picked it up and basically took it from there. Um, I had had an idea for a product that I wanted to build to help me manage freelance projects. And I was like, well, 
everything else has been a pain in the butt. You've been looking for something to build software with JavaScript. Let's kind of kill two birds with one stone, try and mm -hmm. build this product and learn Meteor at the same time and see where it takes you. Right. Well, that's cool. And uh, yeah, Meteor is cool technology. And I know that they've, uh, they've kind of changed the way that they do things over the years, but it's, it's been interesting to see that progression. It seems like anytime I talk to Meteor folks now, I'm talking to them about Apollo. So, Yes, they have, they've really invested heavily into Apollo. I'd mm -hmm. say it's got to be over two-thirds of their team now have shifted mm -hmm. from the main Meteor work to just Apollo and GraphQL stuff. Well, that's interesting. Um, I'm I'm curious though. I mean, you know, you talked about Meteor sort of clicking for you, but what was it? I mean, what was it that made you go, "Oh, this is it"? Was it just is is it something you can articulate, or did it just feel natural? Um, I can't articulate it, but really, the word for it is natural. Um, the the thing that that made the most sense to me is that all of the obvious parts had been put together for you. Mm -hmm. So like when I was playing with Rails and stuff, there was like, well, there's this concept, like a the one that I struggled with for the longest time was like routing. It's like right. first I had to understand what it was. And then I was like, okay, how do you route to things? Mm -hmm. And some people would say, oh, well, there's a built-in router in Rails. Oh, well, there's this package or is it? And it was always confusing. Whereas when I first sat down with Meteor, there were all of the tools kind of put together. So like your build system was there. Um, there was a third party package for routing, but it actually worked. It wasn't mm -hmm. confusing. It was just like, call this function and define a route. Right. Um, but that was really it. It was just that all of the pieces were put together almost like a Lego kit. So all you had to do was take your idea and apply it to those pieces. You weren't struggling to say, like, okay, how do I connect MongoDB to this? Or how do I run a build system? Um, mm -hmm. and I think about like, JavaScript developers getting started with just raw Node.js and something like Webpack today, and I'm fearful for them because, like, <laughs> I play with, like, I'm still personally trying to understand things like Webpack because I look at it and I'm like, man, this is friggin' confusing. Whereas with mm -hmm. Meteor, it's like you run the Meteor create your application command, and then they just spit out a blank directory, and you can start working. Um, and that includes with stuff like ES 2015 and ES 6, which I thought was mind-blowing because it was like any other way to get to this sort of stack took you a ton of time up front or trusting some other developers boilerplate which those have been you know reliably hit or miss um over the years so yep that it's, was, that was it. it's funny the way that you talk about it um i've had conversations with people who have felt the same way about all kinds of different frameworks and so it's it's kind of it's for me, it just kind of speaks to, you know what, there are a lot of different kinds of developers out there that are looking for a lot of different things. And mm -hmm. yeah, you know, this is definitely something to try out if you haven't yet. Yeah, absolutely. And uh oh having trouble remembering his name. I know I'm gonna remember it after we hang up. Um mm -hmm. but uh there's a fellow who runs the Meteor Dev Shop in New York. Um and he he had me out there last last winter to do a talk. And while we were there, we were just kind of talking back and forth like this. And he mentioned, he's like, you know what? I think the big struggle with Meteor is that you, you have two types of developers, kind of like you just hinted at, which is you have the gearheads who are the people who love to play with the like real raw nuts and bolts stuff and like 
get down to bare metal and like wire things up and take the time to actually do that stuff. And then you have the totally opposite side of that who are people who just want to build stuff. Like they don't really mm -hmm. care too much about the technology. Um, just that it works and allows them to execute on the idea that they have in their head. Yep. So what have you done in the JavaScript world or in the meteor world that people might recognize you for? Hmm. So the, the big thing that I would be known for at this point is a website I started called the meteor chef. Um, and <laughs> interestingly enough, I started that out of complete frustration trying to learn meteor. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started back in 2014, um, just writing tutorials on how to do things with meteor, um, which went from just basic technical stuff and evolved into more technical builds. So, um, for the past three years, I've just been writing tutorials that are less about the specific technology and pieces of meteor and saying, okay, how do you take those and build them into a real application? So things like, uh, we're currently in the middle of doing a, a build on how to build an invoicing app. Mm -hmm. And earlier this summer, we did one on how to build a Twitter clone and things like that. So, but like going to like the nitty gritty, not just like skipping over details. Like the, I think there was an XKCD joke about it. It's like, you do this and do you do this and then you fill in these three steps and then boom, it's done. Um, we really make an effort to try and like give you the absolute gritty details about how mm -hmm. to build this stuff. Um, and so that, that's, that's the big thing. Uh, to be known for gotcha so um so yeah the the next question that i usually ask is what are you working on now and you know we talked a little bit about clever beagle um mm -hmm. so do you find because because this is something that i run into i you know i spend most of my time working on the podcast stuff yeah and so um until recently most of my time has been tied up in production issues and not in code uh, mm -hmm. I say until recently because I started working on this software to help me with my podcast stuff, right? Uh, you know, to solve my own problem. Do you find that you have trouble splitting your time between coding and helping people put their business together? Um, I mean, your your focus is is sort of on the technology, so it seems like you can get your hands dirty, but it doesn't seem like you necessarily are doing all the coding. Um, uh, that's a great question. Uh, I would say it's actually pretty well split because. Um, because we're, we're, our, our primary focus is on beginners with this mm -hmm. stuff. So while a lot of what we're working on together, so meeting myself and clients or any of our other mentors and clients, um, it's really just refresher stuff. So it's things that you've done over and over and over, but at the same time, there's also a lot of stuff that's, you know, somebody will bring us a feature that they want to build and I actually have to stop and think about it. I'm like, Oh man, how the heck do you do that? Um, so you do get your hands fairly dirty um, mm -hmm. in the day to day, um, but also, man, I'm I'm a hardcore geek. Like nothing makes me happier than like sitting down and killing a weekend, like building stuff. Like the <laughs> and some like honestly, this company was kind of built out of that habit um, because I saw myself slowly drifting in one of two directions, which is either like the like staff engineer who's like you know guy in the back cubicle, hacking mm -hmm. on stuff, or management. Um, and I like aspects of both of those, but I didn't just want to like find myself in like one, one pool. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's kind of how this, this company was built is that I have customers that I'm working on code with, but also we build tools to help them build their own software products. So um, the big thing that's backing our service is a boilerplate called PUP, um, which is 
we use the term boilerplate, but it's it's the best starting point in our opinion for building a software product. So we're giving you not just the the basic application, but we've given you patterns for actually writing your code, uh, mm -hmm. getting your routing set up, working with the database, all of these things, making sure your account system works. So you can, it's kind of like Meteor, I would say Meteor Plus. So Meteor gives you like the basic tech stack, but we've taken that and said, okay, we'll give you the basic product stack. Um, and so the, the way that that kind of plays into what I'm talking about is just that I get to noodle on that stuff all the time, like coming up with new features for that or just doing general development on it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's about 50, 50, it's kind of, kind of evil, but uh, it works <laughs> out. Yeah, that is interesting. So, um, so yeah, so then uh, we, we kind of talked about, you know, how much coding you get to do and, and, and the sort of split, I guess, between management stuff and development stuff. What, what kinds of interesting problems do you run into then um, kind of splitting the difference between development and uh, entrepreneurship? That's a scary question. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, so much stuff. I mean, the, the one that I just finished this morning um, was we're, we're adding our first new mentor to the team, um, hopefully starting this week. Um, and I've had to retrofit the, the booking system that we have to support actually having him in the system mm -hmm. to accept customers. And oh, please, like it, talk about like the biggest punishment in the world is dealing with third party booking systems. Um, <laughs> Like trying to figure out dates and times across time zones and like oh, parsing yeah. like random API endpoints that you get back from some of these companies. I'm like, oh, never again. Like I actually did a little dance this morning when I finished. I was like, finally, like that took way too friggin' much. And yeah. so it's like there's there's problems like that uh, internally that that take a serious amount of effort. They wouldn't seem like they would, but they're they're pretty challenging. Um, and then on the on the customer side, we get a, a pretty decent range of people. I'd say most of our ideas are, you know, starting at like super basic stuff, like how do I build a CRUD app, um, all the way up to we've got one guy right now who's working on a, um, uh, what do you call those? I want to say a pay-per-click system. But basically, it's a, a click tracking system. Mm -hmm. So you embed a script on your site, and we send the requests over uh, WebSockets back to his server and track all the data for you and all that stuff. Um, that one has been a real challenge, um, and a lot of fun too. So yeah. really just working through problems like that is, huh, it's a blast. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Well, I, I'm out of questions. Is there anything else that you feel like we should uh, talk about that's, uh, that you've done or that you, you know, you want to highlight, let people know about you? That's about it. I try and stay as focused as humanly possible. Yep. Um, so I don't have this, this wide breadth of work over the past few years, but, um, uh, no, man, that's it. Uh, I would just appreciate it. You know, if people check out, uh, the new company, Clever Beagle, um, and the best way to figure out what we're up to is signing up for our newsletter and just following us on, uh, social media. And if you go to cleverbeagle.com slash subscribe, um, we've got our mailing list sign up and links to all those accounts there. Uh, so you can check that out. Awesome. Well, then the last part of the show is the picks. Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way 
to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now. And it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Mm. Um, So the picks are things that you want to shout out about. It can be stuff you're working on. It can be TV shows you like. I mean, whatever. Uh, Are there things you want to shout out about? I do. No, see, I didn't know TV shows were on the uh, on the list here. Oh yeah, um, we've had recipes. I mean, crazy stuff. Cool. Okay. So the the one TV show, and I I would say that it's a guaranteed winner for this entire audience is Halt and Catch Fire. I actually haven't seen that one. Oh man, um, great TV show. They they just ended the series. Uh, it's on AMC. So the same folks who did uh, Mad Men, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of those other big shows. But it's all about the computer revolution starting in the 80s, oh. um, moving up through the early to mid-90s. And it is extremely well done. Um, if you're a computer geek, man, there is no better TV show to watch. Awesome. Anything else you want to shout out about? Hmm. Yeah, one, two, two shout outs. Um, that I want to give, and this is just, this is just to recognize these folks cause they've had a major impact on my life. Um, going back to, to Sasha grief, um, and his partner, Tom Coleman, when they wrote that book, uh, just a big thank you to those guys. I would say, check out Sasha Grief's state of JavaScript stuff. Um, he also just published a talk. I forget which conference it was at, but it was fairly recently and it looks pretty cool. Um, so check that out, check out the state of JavaScript, um, and also check out, uh, Tom Coleman, he's working on a new company uh, called Chroma, uh, where they're doing um, training and guides for front-end development. So definitely check them out. And a huge, massive thank you uh, to the folks at the Meteor Development Group uh, for building Meteor and um, really just working with me and, and everybody on our team over the past few years. They've, they've been a huge support and wouldn't be sitting here without them. Awesome. Um, I'm going to jump in here with a few picks as well. Sure. Um, the first one, and uh, this will probably come out next week, and I should have a website up by then. Um, I'm putting together a React Developer Summit. Um, I'm also putting together a JavaScript Developer Summit. Um, the React Developer Summit will be in February, and the um, JavaScript one will be in April. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I've been able to get some pretty uh, high-level, exciting people to come and talk. And it's nice because you don't have to go to the big conference to see them. You can just come and turn on your computer and and ask them questions online, which is kind of fun. Um, I just finished one up for Ruby. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the speakers yesterday, which was the last day of the conference, were Uncle Bob Martin and, yeah. and uh, Matt, who is the creator of Ruby. Really so, cool. 
So, you know, I'm, I, that, that's the level of speakers I'm looking to get for these. And then I like sharing them with everybody. So the, the general admission is free, uh, but doesn't include video recordings. And then if you want the video recordings, you can pay for that. Um, I'm toying with the idea of doing the admissions a little bit different this time. We'll just have to see how it goes. So um, anyway, there should be a website and you should be able to just go sign up. So if you're interested in that, then go check that out. Um, one other thing that I'm going to just briefly uh, pick on here is um, I am putting together a course. See, so I do all the self-serving stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm putting together a course. Um, if you're trying to find a job, uh, a programming job, um, I'm putting together an eight-week course. I'm going to run it over 10 weeks because if I do one session every week, you know, I want to skip around the holidays. So it'll it'll run for about 10 weeks. It starts on November 6th. So uh, that's next week as this comes out. So definitely uh, go check that out as well. Um, and you can find the details at devchat.tv. Uh, there will be a little banner at the top that, you know, leads you to that. Um, and then you can also get on the mailing list and get more details that way. Um, but right now I'm sending out emails and just sharing some of my tips on building up your resume and how you use GitHub and things like that to get a job. So um, if you're looking for any of that information, then then you can email me, Chuck, at devchat.tv, and I can forward some of that along to you as well. Um, but yeah, those are those are my picks, both self-serving. Sorry about that, but uh, definitely okay. nice. Okay, well, since you mentioned TV shows, um, oh. has anything been getting your goose? Um, I'm excited for Stranger Things Season 2 to come out. Yes. Um, other than, I, I, I don't watch a ton of TV. Um, mm -hmm. It's funny because I... I'm one of those perennial people who will, I'll watch the first season of some show and I'll enjoy it. And then I'll be like, I don't care about season two. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there, there are a handful of TV shows that I, you know, I've watched more of. Um, I'm really enjoying, I guess I'm on season two of House of Cards. I've been enjoying that. But mm -hmm. I, watch, I watch an episode every week, week and a half. Um, but yeah, so if, you, if you're looking for shows, I mean, I'm kind of into the Netflix originals at this point. Um, I kind of want to check out the the Marvel superhero ones like Daredevil and you know, and I know that they kind of brought them all together for Defenders, but I anyway, we'll see how that all works out. Um, but yeah, and then oh, one other thing that I will shout out about, and that is Movie Pass. So MoviePass.com, um, you go and you sign up. It's nine ninety nine a month, and the way that it works is you have an app on your phone, so you basically tell the theater. I want to come see this movie today and you can only do it the same day, but then you just show up. They give you a little credit card that you buy your ticket with and uh, you can go see as many movies as you want on their dime for $9.99. Um, now there are some restrictions as to which showings you can go see, but I haven't felt that restricted as far as, Oh, I really wanted to see this show and there weren't any good times. So I'm pretty happy with it. It's kind of an unlimited pass to go see movies at the theater, which is uh, a nice thing for me when I just need a break. So I will this is that great. Up. So anyway, uh, that's that's all we've got. Um, Ryan, if people want to follow you on Twitter or see what you're working on, maybe on GitHub or on a blog, where do they go? Ooh, this is okay. So my personal stuff is always dangerous. Um, I talk about I swear a lot and I talk about women and drugs. Um, but <laughs> I talk Ryan, about politics. I think that's just as dangerous. Oh, yeah, just as dangerous. Uh, so R. Glover, R-G-L-O-V-E-R on Twitter. 
Uh, and then my personal site where I do some writing is ryanglover.net. All right. Well, we will go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, thanks for coming, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, Chuck. All right. We will catch everyone next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.